Hey, it's us, Amanda and Megan. Glad you're here. Grab your juice box. Let's dive right in. So we need to start by talking about how awesome the Sandlot is. I just got into your house. That's where your kids are watching. Movie night. For some reason, I'm not even joking. That movie wants like brings me to tears every time I watch it. Happy tears? Laughing yeah. tears? I had laughing happy, tears. Yeah, laughing tears, but happy tears because those were the good old days. And that mm. movie does have a great message. It does, and which those, you were very clearly teaching yeah, my children. I did. love that you pointed that out. <laughs> they did Kids. not care for the integrity lesson. <laughs> I like that. I was like, when you're honest, you're rewarded. And your daughter's like, my mom doesn't reward me. <laughs> now, what'd she say right after? I don't know. Something snarky. No, she's like, mom, you need to reward me. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the point. But anyways, I just love the Sandlot. Th- those are the good old days. I just wish we had those. Yeah. Anyway. The good old days. What what year does that movie even take place 63, in? 63. Uh, 1963. The good old days. And I would love to wear an A-line skirt and pink lipstick like that. Yeah. Your hair would rock looking like that mom's hair. I don't think you'd be my friend because earlier I told you I wanted to curl it more tightly and you said over my dead body. So (laughs) I luckily it's your hair, not mine. You may do with it. You may do with your hair what you desire. I might stand on the other side of the room. Liar. You famous last words. You would not be my friend. (laughs) It's okay. One one day I'll surprise you. Is that how you value our friendship? I I just base it off of how you look. I will only be your friend. You literally said that to me earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) That was a wild hairstyle. I don't know. I loved it. I just don't know. Oh, man. Anyways, okay. Back to actual business. What's happening? (laughs) Well, our kids didn't have school today. Yeah, that's true, which I really like. And we chose to go to the Children's Museum. Right. A mm-hmm. children's museum. Because mm-hmm. aren't there multiple children's museums here? Yeah. We live in Utah where there's like a lot of kids. Concentration of children's museums. A lot of kids, a lot of museums. We went to the children's museum. Since our older kids didn't have school, like the rest of the world does mm-hmm. on most Fridays. Mm-hmm. And it's a fairly safe place, right? To let the kids wander and roam on their own. Yeah. So that's what we did. Let the rest of the kids know a general area where they could find us. Mm-hmm. And then we tempted the parenting gods. Yeah. We posted to our podcast Instagram account about the fact that we had no idea where most of our children were, and that was fine mm-hmm. until it wasn't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one of my sons came and found us sitting, chatting, enjoying our mm-hmm. time, and he said, my youngest was looking for me, and I told him, to, okay, great, bring her to me, and he was immediately followed by this youngest child who said, hi, mom, and then just walked away, right? Am I remembering this right? To be honest, my back was turned, so I didn't know what was happening until I saw it was in your hand. So proceed. (laughs) It all happened in about 30 seconds. Yeah. She said, hi, mom, walked away. Great. And it was great because I knew where she was. It was a Mm -hmm. win-win. Yeah. She seemed fine until she was followed by a museum worker who was clutching a lock of her hair (laughs) in his hand. (laughs) He hands it to me like I want it. (laughs) Somehow... This child had gotten into the art section, which had previously been closed right. for field trip groups. Yeah, it was closed. So it wasn't on my radar as an area of concern. Right. And the worker said she took one good snip of her hair. And then he brought the hair to me. And I asked this youngest child what she did. And she said she only snipped her hair twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> Boy. 
So I'm sure there are two uh, chunks. I found one chunk. You did? Yeah. I don't know where the other one is. Yeah. So it was so funny because all of a sudden the stranger just handed you a lock of hair <laughs> and you were like crying. You were laughing so hard you were crying. And everyone was trying to make it a bigger deal than like it was. Yeah. So like another mom was like, I saw it happen. I brought it right to you. And we were all like, what are you talking? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> she needs a haircut anyway. It's a blessing, yeah, truly. The best part was like, if you had seen, if you or I had seen it, yeah. you couldn't even tell where she cut her hair. No, not I at all. I would have just like swept the hair into the trash. I'm like, go find your mom, kid. Like, it's like <laughs> not even, it's not even a big deal, but it was obviously to people who didn't have kids. They were like, oh my gosh, look at this lock of their or baby hair. kids have never picked up a pair totally. of scissors before. Yeah. Totally. Because that was a mom yeah. who came and approached us. I was laughing I that it was such a big deal to them. And you and I were just like, we this just is hilarious. <laughs> Laughed till we cried. I, mean, I may, cried. Maybe if it wasn't a big, it was a tiny, it wasn't tiny, but it was. It was not tiny. It was not, a, it was not a, like a, a patch. No, it wasn't like no. a bald spot left no. in her head. No. I think she has a lot of hair. Yeah, that's it, why she I was needs like, a haircut. so funny. It's funny. Oh, that was so funny. That was, was the highlight of my day. Pretty exciting. And the other person we were with was like, that was the highlight of my day. And I was like, yeah, you just got to roll with us more often, lady. We're full of exciting things. things. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Now, you also just recently got back from the South. Yeah. Are you going to tell us anything about you or is it just just my update? I haven't had anything going on this week. Hmm. No. We've just been smooth sailing, cruise control. I like that. Yeah. So how was your trip to Savannah? It was good. Wonderful. The weather was warm. The sun was shining. I dipped my toes in the ocean Mm. and ate... A ridiculous amount of food. Good. Fried food. Very good. Walked a million steps a day. Good. Stayed up ridiculously late every night. It was good for my soul. It was good. Um, If any of our listeners are planning a trip to Savannah, Georgia, Mm -hmm. I'd highly recommend eating a meal at the Old Pink House. You said you've eaten there too, right? I've eaten there, yeah. Yeah, really tasty. Uh, Taking a walking ghost tour at night. Was that spooky or was it mostly just fun? It was mostly fun. Fun. Yeah, it was mostly fun. It was not super spooky until the very end where they took us to a cemetery and told kind of a spooky story about something that had happened in the cemetery. Really? And they say that if you get too close to the gates, that something will like grab you. And so it was kind of fun to dare each other to like, go stand by the gates. No, Ooh, spooky. No, no one way. Did. No one did. No, so I don't like something There like that. was a slight element of spook. Cool. But just not enough Not enough mm. to be mm. disturbing. Fun. So Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I also recommend going for at least one run through Forsyth Park, right? Yes. Under all that gorgeous Spanish moss. Yes. And the Dueling Piano Bar. It's called Savannah uh-huh. Smiles. That was a cool. riot. So cool. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Very cool. I'm so glad you went. So would you, rec- would you go back to Savannah yourself? No. No, you wouldn't. No. Once is good. One and done? Yeah, it's a one and done for me. Okay. But I think everyone should go to Savannah. It's very unique and apparently one of the most haunted cities in the United States. I think that is true. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people were buried under those streets. Yes, that's true. It's got a history for sure. There you go. But I like it. That's so fun. We also went on a a walking tour there. Yeah. And I just remember the history of that city is so fascinating. It really is. For better and for worse, but yeah. just like a really great history. Yeah. No, not great. Just like a history, period. It has a history. It has a history. Yeah. So anyways, okay. All right. Last week, we started asking our Instagram followers about their parenting expectation versus reality. Yeah. Should we just get right to it? Amanda. Yeah. Was there anything about parenting that you expected? And the reality was uh, way different. 
Yes, yes, Megan. Thank really? You, thank you for bringing this up. You're so welcome. Due time, I get this off my chest. Oof. So I think we're talking about this because with the advent of social media, mm-hmm. it does seem like everyone else has it together, does it not? Right. It really does. Well, they're lying. <laughs> uh, they don't. And I know that because I also have social media and I don't. And I'm just an average Joe. Jane. I'm an average Jane. So when I was thinking about this this week, the first things that came to my mind, I shared one of these on our stories this week, was just, I thought that parenting would be easier. Mm-hmm. I really did. With my background as a live-in nanny and spending many years not raising kids, but like as a, you know, number two in the home, mm-hmm. I thought I would just know how to do it. I thought it would come easier to me because I already had the physical training and I thought, well, then add on the fact that it's my own children. Mm-hmm. My love for them should just teach me what to do. It'll guide me, you know, like a like a burning in the bosom. It'll just guide <laughs> me to know what to do with these kids. And I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything. Every day it's just like, you know, I'm I don't know what I'm doing any day. And, you know, a good example is like when you travel with a newborn. Mm. Okay. Everyone says to you, Bring extra diapers, bring onesies, bring everything, bring everything, bring your whole nursery. Right. And you bring it all. And they have a blowout. So you clean it all up, you put on new clothes, and then half an hour later, they have another blowout, but this time on you. So it's almost like you're, you anticipate like step number one, but you don't anticipate two, three, four, or five. Right. And I thought that I would know steps one through 10. And I don't. Mm -hmm. I only know step one, frankly. Get up, eat breakfast, brush your teeth. That's basically all I know. Oh, that's a really great start. Yeah. So anyways... And that, Megan, is sort of why we started this podcast, is it not? To help me learn how to roll with the punches because it can be as easy or as, hard, as, easy or as hard as you want. Mm-hmm. You just have to be flexible and it'll be easier if you can be flexible. Right. So. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the experiences that other people are having where they think, oh, this is not what I expected it to be. Am I the only one who feels this way? Right. Is also why we started this podcast. Right. Right. Yeah. To let people know like. No, we all pretty much feel this way. We're all pretty much a hot mess. Totally. In a really great way. Totally. And this episode is a good testament of that because a lot of our submissions eluded to each other. Mm-hmm. People had very similar, like there's a lot of connected thoughts, mm-hmm. train of thoughts here. Definitely. And the other thing that I, I think I I think I, you know, misunderstood going into this was I I thought I would knew how I would react to certain things happening. Mm-hmm. So like a good example is like when my daughter talks back to me. I always just thought that I would be full of patience and love, but interestingly, my knee, my like <laughs> knee jerk reaction is to be to snap back at her. Mm. And sometimes I do, but I yeah. try really hard not to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I surprise myself. I'm always like, "Why did you do that?" And then I have to go apologize. But you know, I thought that I would just be you know brimming with patience and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I find that I'm like an eight year old myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that caught me off guard. So I didn't think it would be so much work to travel, mm, right? It's not yeah. impossible, right? But does it kind of slow me down a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Expectations have to really be reined in. That's right. Traveling. That's right. Yeah. And I also didn't expect just to care so much about their lives. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know how it sounds. But when they were babies, I was convinced that like they need to eat whole foods, like organic whole foods all the time, like in all forms, Mm -hmm. pureed, dried, you know, with herbs, without herbs, with ghee, without ghee, like all the things. Mm -hmm. And I would make all these things for them. Like at one point in time, I made, I was telling you this today, I made my daughter um, 
gummy bears, mm-hmm. homemade gummy bears, homemade thing. Incredible. With like, I think we should like bust that recipe again. Like, it, or like something weird. It had something weird in it because I was convinced that they couldn't have chemicals or colors. Mm-hmm. And now I just worry more about like their education than what they eat. You know, like it's just yeah. weird how your priorities shift around. Yeah, times with the and seasons. seasons. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jinx. Hey. All right. What do you think? I uh, well, I had a lot of unrealistic expectations mm. about parenting mm. before I even became a parent. Yeah. For example. I expected to unlock all the parenting secrets through reading all the parenting literature. Sure. Mm -hmm. The first two parenting books I read were French Kids Eat Everything and Battle Him of the Tiger Mother. Oh, cool. Before I even had my first child. Whoa. I know. Way to be proactive. Luckily, my stack of parenting books is a little bit more well-rounded nowadays. Okay. The Bible got thrown in there. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. That's helpful too. (laughs) No, but I've also listened to lots of parenting conferences and Uh attended workshops in person. And, you know, with all the resources and research, I should have the most well-behaved children in the neighborhood or in the museum, not cutting their hair. You do. Instead, (laughs) I just hear myself say, because I said so a lot to my kids, more than I ever thought I would. Like the other week while chatting with another mom about our like audible books we've enjoyed over Mm -hmm. the last year, she straight up said, I should stop reading parenting books. I'd be a happier parent if I did. Hmm. And that I just shouldn't, I shouldn't buy them. Okay. And I don't buy that. There are zero plans in my future to stop reading these books because I enjoy them. I've learned a couple helpful Hmm. things here and there, but the books don't tell you everything. Yeah. I expected them to. Okay. I'm a little bummed about that. So let me clarify a few things. Mm. Do you actually enjoy reading parenting books? Yeah, I think they're fascinating. Yeah. What what element? No. No. So I want like, sell me on it. Like what element of parenting books is fun for you? Learning about other perspectives, Mm. ways to go about things or approach okay. things or deal with things or say things that maybe I hadn't thought of before. Hmm. Okay. Or that had never occurred to me. Okay. And it's interesting to yeah. just incorporate little bits and pieces here and there. Sure. I mean, I see no downside to hearing other perspectives. I really don't. I think that actually is a sign of, of an open mind mm. is that you're able to hear other things and either take it or leave it. Yeah. I don't read any of them. I don't read a certain book and say, this one book is how I'm going mm. to raise my children. Got it. Because that doesn't feel right to me. But no. I do feel like it's, again, the same with having this podcast, right? We hear from all these different parents and there are all these right ways to do things. Yeah. And that's kind of how I approach the parenting books. Like, oh, I like that. I agree with that. Or, oh, I disagree with that. But I'm glad I know that someone else thinks that way. Sure. Different perspectives. I appreciate yeah. different perspectives. I, I respect that. Mm. So then let me ask you one more question, you know, as you're therapist, your podcast therapist. Can't wait. <laughs> what do you think would happen if you stopped reading those books? Because That's I, a great question. I get why your friend is asking that question. Yeah. I know you and I think that intuitively and naturally and, you know, without help or guidance, you are the perfect parent for your kids. Well, yeah, I agree that with you that, are perfect. That, that yeah, I agree. Be, I'm no. perfect. <laughs> yes, you are. But that could be said about like, don't you believe like yeah. every parent is the best parent for their kids? Sometimes. I actually don't agree with that most. Like there are really? some parents where I'm like, ah, I think you could use a little bit of like, like open-mindedness. Uh-huh. But hmm. you, you have done so much research and you have such an open mind mm-hmm. that I wonder if you were to stop reading these types of books, 
if you would just catch this natural cadence mm. that works for you. Now you won't because I know you. You have a very learned mind. <laughs> but no, I just challenge curious. accepted. No, 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 no. Maybe I, I should take a six month hiatus from parenting books. So I was yeah. just about to start. What is it, Dr. Becky Kennedy? Uh-huh. Good inside. Uh-huh. I've heard so many people recommend it lately, really? and then I just listened to her on a podcast. Just huh. happened to hear her on an Whoa. NPR Life Kit episode. So, oh, I would like to hear that. Maybe I'll do that one and get into. And then like, I'll be done. Yeah, period dramas. I mean, you can always replace it with a good period <laughs> drama. That's what I like. <laughs> Steamy That's romance. where I get all my parenting advice. Frankly, is from like period dramas, <laughs> like Downton Abbey. Oh, that seems that tells us so much. a betrothal. Yes, I will definitely adopt that into my home. <laughs> the dungeon yeah, for that's you. That's right. That's oh no! Right. Wait, are there even dungeons on Downton Abbey? Is no, it's mostly thing? like you lose your title. You are oh. no longer a duchess. You're a peasant. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling my kids that. You peasants, go get your broom. It's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I really do love period dramas. That's my love language, frankly. <laughs> oh, you already know this because we talked about Downton Abbey last week, too. Oh, yeah. We you did. already know this. Okay. We did. We did. Our poor listeners. Let's move on. No, they're so great. I know. Our wonderful listeners yeah. uh, participated in a parenting poll mm-hmm. to see if their parenting reality has met their expectations mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. And 19% of our listeners say, yes, That's really their expectations have been met. Okay. And 81% say no. Yeah. I'm solidly in the no category. You're you too, right? Um yeah, I'm going to yeah, I would I would vote no, but I actually can understand why some people would say yes. I would like to follow up with them. I'd like to talk to them and ask why they said yes. Mm. But I wonder if that's because going into it they had very realistic expectations. That's funny because in my mind, I was thinking very low expectations. No, oh, but no, that's what I mean. Low. Like they uh, were like, you know, we're just going to see how this goes. And yeah. because of that, they're like, yeah, it worked out. Whereas I'm like, you know, I have very high expectations. Right. So most of the time I'm, I let myself down. My kids don't let me down. I let myself down. Yeah. 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 So anyways, I find this turning into a very introspective episode. Mm. How interesting. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to leave a new parent after this. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I would, I would say I'm in the no category. Mm -hmm. You would too. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Interesting. And I wonder if, I wonder if, if you ask empty nesters what they would say. Oh, don't you feel like most people you talk to, um, who have, who are empty nesters, they say stuff like, oh, I just never anticipated, you know, X, Y, or Z. We actually Mm -hmm. have a lot of friends in our neighborhood who have older kids like married and beyond. Mm -hmm. And two of them have kids who have really tough lives, you know, Mm, mm -hmm. drugs, alcohol, homeless. And they have both said to me at individual times, like, what? I just don't know what happened. Mm. Like we tried really, we raised them the same as our other kids and Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. So I wonder if give all of us Mm -hmm. 20 to 30 years, what we would say. Mm. I'm just curious. Don't know. That is really interesting. Yeah. Anyways, so the listeners did not let us down this week as they never do. Never. Nope what they say. Okay. So here are a few of our listeners' expectations. One says, I expected my kids to share well-rounded reflections of their days, mm. but I get IDK. Yeah. 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 Okay. I can empathize with this person. Okay. When the kids come home from school, I'm always so excited to hear about their day and how was it? what did you do? What exciting yeah. thing happened? And, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I do my best to ask open-ended questions sure. and my kids are, are encouraged 
to mm. share about the best and the worst parts of their day, you know, the yeah. high lows. Sure. And the conversations should just flow from there, right? Sure. Oh, the expectation is that we'll have the good conversations from like all involved parties and family bonding will happen. And and the reality is, at least in our house, we're like pulling teeth. Mm. My kids respond to questions in the shortest way possible, right? Or like with a grunt, caveman grunt. Oh, interesting. How was your day? Mm. All your kids? No, it just depends on the day and the person. But that's that's the more more common responses. Good. Yeah. Fine. Interesting. Anything exciting happen? No. Huh. What was the high point? Mm. Hmm. Oh, my word. Like we've never asked them these questions before. Interesting. And if a conversation does happen, yeah. it's like a hurried one, like oh. one uh, typically interrupted with interjections from other siblings or sometimes I like kind of take offense to it. Like, oh, we're sending you to school. Give it, throw us a bone. I understand. Tell us something that you're doing. Yeah. I don't know anything, well, even if it's like picking your nose in the bathroom. I don't care. Just tell me totally something you did today. It's fine. Totally. But I also recall acting the same way when I was a kid. Really? Mm-hmm. So I think it's just yeah. all about balance. And I think it's just par for the course. That's just kind of how it is. Yeah. Do your kids ever get into conversations among themselves at dinner? Among themselves. Without, because, yeah, because, you know, we'll ask our kids the same questions, you know, how was your day? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll say, like the other day I said to my daughter, um, I heard that so-and-so at school got COVID. Was she at school today? And then my daughter was like, oh no, she wasn't at school today, but her sister was. And her sister said this, this, and this. And then my son was like, oh, and I heard. And, and so before I know it, the mm-hmm. three of my three older kids are having this triangle conversation. And me yeah. and my husband's are just me and my husband's. <laughs> I'm a polyandrous. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> me and me and my husband are just like observers. Yes. And I find that this happens actually more than me guiding the conversation. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yes. In the car ride home from school, mm. my two boys are my oldest that sit in the very back of the van. Yeah. And they often will talk about interactions they had that day sure. with each other or with friends and in that regard. Sure. And even, yeah, even my son and oldest daughter will talk about just interactions, classes yeah. they had. I don't know. Yeah. They will. And I'll glean yeah. some knowledge from that. Sure. And you know, sometimes it's... <laughs> I don't know if I, am I grooming them? I was going to say, you're, well, you're very good at uh, probing questions. And I would bet your children are also very good. As I report all this, I'm like, is this gossip? But like sometimes I'll even say to my kids, like, not if it's in your own home. Really? Well, it's the intention is just to get them to have a conversation with you. So sometimes I'll say, like, oh, I noticed that, you know, Jonathan got a haircut. Did anyone else get a haircut? I'll say, was someone absent from school? Like, I'll just ask them questions that they have to answer mm-hmm. you know no yes no questions right but you do the same I've heard you talk to your kids you do the same thing but mostly I don't actually ask them what the higher low of their day was because mm. they can't remember yeah. my kids cannot remember so I'll say like what did you play at recess yeah oh did so and so be the goalie again oh yeah. they're so good at being goalie like I just am provocative I guess I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. now my two go-to questions are who did you eat lunch with and who sure. did you play with at recess yeah yeah those are great I like those a lot. Yeah. Those are great. But I think that's very, very normal for the age, guys. Whoever submitted this, if you're not, one day they'll have something to say. Okay, what's next? Screen time. Screen time. Okay, someone submitted screen time. The husband and kids love video games. It's how they bond, and I wish it was more limited. So it sounds like she expected it to be limited, Mm -hmm. and it kind of is a wild, wild west at their house. Yeah. 
new frontier. Yeah. So what do you say to this? Oh, man, I don't know. Disney Plus is the only reason why I can get anything done when all my kids are home on a mm-hmm. weekday. Mm-hmm. So uh, while we as parents like really want to enjoy these years, yeah. right, with our kids home as best as we can, spend as much time with them, and I don't know, eventually the dishes pile up and the laundry yeah. needs folded, and I'm still in my sweaty exercise clothes at lunchtime wondering when I'll ever get a few minutes right. to like do something for yeah. myself. Yeah. Like shower. Yeah. So I've moved beyond the concern of rotting my kids' brains. I love that this is, it seems like a a family affair too. Yeah. And we've talked about this in your home, how you make it a family thing that everyone has to play together or some, they can't play by themselves. Right. So I don't know. I think that there's good that can come from that time, but yeah, I don't know. If it means a parent gets 20 minutes to themselves to keep their sanity, Mm -hmm. I think it's fine. Yeah. What do you think? I have two thoughts. Mm. Well, the first one is I actually very much understand both sides of this. Mm. Um, We did not do any video games in our home until about a year ago. And it was only because my son really wanted to play Mario with his friends, Mario Kart. Right. And we didn't have anything. And like when his friends came over, we were like, sorry, we don't do video games. So we got it because another parent was like, we actually really like to play as a family. Mm -hmm. So we've discovered that. My husband really does enjoy playing with my kids. They all have a good time. Some, usually on the weekends, if friends come over, we'll say, can they play an hour of Mario Kart? And it is really fun. Everyone has a great time. Mm-hmm. But I am a believer in variety and balance, as you know. Mm-hmm. And so I do like there to be other hobbies and things that can bring families together and be family activities. So I have no issue telling my family after like an hour or two, right. time to turn it off. Right. It's time to turn it off. We're going to play a game. We're going to go to the playground. We're going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to start saying Z because our friend says that. And it makes me feel very cultured. So X, Y, Z. And usually it goes over okay. Now, the other part of this that I want this listener to consider is it is the dead of winter. It is very hard in the dead of winter mm-hmm. to turn off the screen and be like, go find something to do. I still do it. But it does, it's not as easy as in the summer right? when I find my kids litter just wandering out to the backyard and like throwing rocks at windows. Like, mm-hmm. and I just say, okay, that's childhood, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we actually yeah. say times and seasons a lot, but this is literally 100%. the season. 100%. Yeah. So in the winter, it's okay to be a little more lax, mm-hmm. but in the summer, it's just, it's easier. Let the dad, like today, my son, my husband took my son skiing. I know that not all families can do that because, you know, accessibility, whatever. There's like a million reasons why you couldn't go skiing. Right. But I bring it up because it was just nice for them to have something to do that was different than their normal. Mm-hmm. And both of them came home like glowing. And I was Aww. like, you guys had a great time. And my son was like, I had a great time with dad. And it just showed me that like the variety for them mm-hmm. was very good. Mm-hmm. So anyways. That it doesn't just have to be. Video games. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, This is a little off topic of screen time, but similar to the reality that there's always so much to do. On our Instagram account earlier this week, I mentioned my unrealistic expectation of having all the free time once all the kids were out of the house and in school. Yeah. And that was very unrealistic. Yeah, that was naive, Megan. Thank you. <laughs> Put me in my place. <laughs> Nearly every day, I'm shocked at how my kid-free time fills yeah. up. Yeah. And it's not free. No. it's So weird. so you need to give yourself some grace mm. because you still have a preschooler who gets out at 1130. Right. So really, you only have three, three hours, three full hours. And that's not a lot of time. You can get stuff done, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. 
I also used to think this, and I've started talking to people who have all their kids in school. Yeah. This is like a universal lie. Mm-hmm. They all, I've said to them, so like, what do you do during the day? And they're like, oh my gosh, Amanda, there's so much to do. Like, I thought I would have downtime. Right. And I don't. Now, once in my life, I have met a mother, actually two, actually, I've met two moms now recently who all their kids are in school. And I've said, so what do you do? And they're like, I read books. I take a nap. Yeah. I clean. I know, I know one person. And I same. looked at them and I was like, what? And then I realized they are actually different from me. Mm-hmm. They have chosen, mm-hmm. which is fine. They have right. chosen to spend their time differently yes. than I would. And, and that is, that's, and it works for it them. It works for them. Yeah. It works. So I think you can have that, mm. but you've got to let go of a lot of other things. Like you can't be in the PTA and you can't be in a running club and you can't be, you know, I don't know. Thanks for dashing on the face. You I can't know. I do can't, a podcast. I, you can't do a podcast <laughs> if you want to have nap time while your kids are at school. Right. So you just got to pick and choose. Hmm. Time and season, Megan. Time and season. Is that what we're going to call this episode? Yeah, I guess we should. <laughs> Okay, this next one says, I expected my kids would be well-rounded, good eaters. All they eat are chicken nuggets. <laughs> All right. All I want to know is dino chicken nuggets or star chicken nuggets. Or are they those ones that are cooked in the air fryer that taste Ooh. just like Chick-fil-A? Have you heard oh, about this? Oh, no. I guess Costco has some sort of frozen mm. chicken nuggets. Mm. And if you cook them in an air fryer, they taste just like Chick-fil-A. Ugh. I love chicken. I need to nuts. get on that. See if that's real. Yeah. Uh, rarely are family meal expectations ever met. Yeah. I expected everyone would like what I make and have mm-hmm. cordial conversations. And mm-hmm. and the reality is, one kid is crying because we're not having chicken nuggets, yeah. and the other two are fighting over a chair or like who gets the green cup. Yeah. Well, and I think the listeners should take comfort that sometimes I will make something thinking, oh, this is going to be a grand slam, mm-hmm. and the kids don't even touch it. And then I'll make something. I'm like, oh, this is pretty risky. I don't think I should be making this. And then they devour it. Of course. So it's just like, you know, think of it as like a fun adventure in like Willy Wonka's candy factory. Are they going to like this or aren't they? Like, are they going to get sucked up a chocolate tube and and be gone forever? Who knows? Are they going to turn into a blueberry after this? I don't even know. That was a weird analogy. <laughs> Doesn't make sense, but you're with me, right? It's a mystery. We're with you. We're with it's you. a mystery. In fact... I introduced this idea to you this week. It might be time to introduce it to the listeners. Hmm. I would like to start a new segment that we put on our Instagram called, are you ready? Yep. What would they eat? It's a mystery. (laughs) Because it's just like a fun game. I've started playing this game with myself where I put stuff in their lunchbox and be like, are they going to eat this? I don't know. And then when they come home, I open the lunchbox. I'm like, what is it? What is it? All of anticipation. Whoa. And it's just like so fun. So turn it into a game. So what have you found? Side note, what have you found that yeah. they love? Yeah. And is, is there any surprise, anything that surprised you about what yeah. they're eating or not eating? Yeah. I mean, we'll have to do a deeper dive into this once I have like some more data to share. But <laughs> I have started going to every grocery store and looking for miniature bite-sized things that are easy to cook. Mm-hmm. And what I usually do is put it in the oven as soon as I wake up because by the time I come downstairs and everyone's dressed, they're done and I throw it into the lunchbox and go. Mm-hmm. So small things that are about, you know, bite size, mini corn dogs, mini tacos, taquitos, uh, chicken nuggets, mini meatballs, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Tiny things that I can bake in the oven, put in a lunchbox, go. Yeah. So I, now I just, I just scour the freezer section of the store looking for those types of things. Mm-hmm. And I've just been experimenting with what they like and what they don't like. They did not like the mini chicken tacos. Mm. They do like mini corn dogs. 
They liked the soup dumplings. Oh. They did not like little smokies. So like I just yeah, it just I've just been experimenting. So I put yeah. I've been putting together a bunch of research for you guys. And I'll share it in due time. But Very it's gonna be called What Will They Eat? It's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also gonna make Megan come in in the, you know, with a harmony. And we're gonna have a little jingle that will I'll, never I'll make leave my your husband. head. I'll make my husband write a, a harmony. That would be really it. fun. But it's gonna be a tune that will never leave our listeners' head. Can't wait. That's the intention. They're so lucky. They're so lucky. <laughs> Earlier mm-hmm. in this episode, you brought up the fact that you made homemade gummies. Yes. And okay, you- wait. Let's be clear. What? <laughs> Fruit gummies. Fruit gummies. <laughs> Fruit. Once I forget that in 2022 and 23, you have to clarify because once I did say to yeah, someone, gummies mean something. Like I just different. had a handful of gummies, and my niece was like, "You too?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, no, no." Welches, straight up Welches. I just wanted the sugar high. Okay, so no, did I make fruit? Gummies? Yes, I did one time. Very okay, anyways, proceed. All right. But we were saying how we used to make our own pouches of applesauce yeah. and other homemade purees with like all the organic fruits and veggies. Yeah. What was it? Oh, no. What? Yeah. What was it that like changed your mind on this? Like, why did you stop making homemade things? Because I, yeah. your sweet daughter, I've never seen her eat a pouch of homemade anything. Yeah. She still eats really well. She yeah. eats all the healthy things. Yeah. But they're not homemade. Well, you, when I met you, your kids were eating homemade yogurt out of a pouch. Do you remember this? And homemade applesauce. Yeah. Out of a reusable pouch. So see, we all have done it. And and I'll tell you what stopped me. And you can tell me what stopped you. Time. Time. Same. I do not. Would I prefer that they're eating homemade, like preservative-free food? Totally. Right. But the convenience of a of a go-go applesauce, you can't beat it. No, no, you really can't. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. They're not going to die. I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. Okay. So so that's why I don't do it anymore. Yeah, time. Just time. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. I was okay. just curious. Thanks. Yeah. All right, the next listener says, um, the terrible twos would be real and fierce. Was that their expectation or their reality? Do they expect the terrible twos to be real and fierce? It seems that way. All right. So because we've all heard this. We've all heard this, right? Everyone always says, oh, the terrible twos, here they are. Mm -hmm. I do not like this term. Mm. I don't like it. And I also don't like when people say three-nagers. I don't like that. Um, But this, you know, I'm the mom that was convinced that my three-year-old was psychotic and took him to the doctor this week because he was psychotic. That's me. Anyways. um, But he's fine. He's My child is just fine. He's just three. But the point is they're acting really Mm age-appropriate. And when I was a young mom, I had a mom say to me, I refuse to like believe when someone tells me that it's the terrible twos Mm -hmm. because they're just acting appropriate for their age and they're learning and they're growing and their bodies are moving growing fast and they're trying their best. Um, and the other part of this is, think about age two is when they start learning to talk. Mm-hmm. And I wonder for some parents, it's a big shock when all of a sudden their kid can like respond. Right. Like say no. Yeah. Right. For some parents, it's probably shocking. But it's like, we should just be proud of our kids for being able to like stand up for themselves and not lay down like a, you know, baked potato. I don't know. Like, right. I just, I don't know. I don't like when people say it's the terrible twos. I also... Don't like labeling children ever. Totally. Especially based on their behavior. Totally. Because the way a kid acts when they're two doesn't determine no. their entire future as a child right. or when they're three. Right. It does not determine if they're going to grow up to be psychotic or no, right. I don't know, yeah. just 
a bad person. Right. Just because they make typical age appropriate decisions. Right. So yeah, I don't like the the age labeling thing. I don't I don't yeah. like labeling kids by their behavior right. ever. But. Well, and really, the twos and the threes, and I think the fours. Is that right? No, all of it. But twos, threes, fours, they are quirky, funny little humans. They're wonderful. They really are. The conversations between our three-year-olds, right. your four-year-old now, are so funny. Right. And my two-year-old is getting very funny. And oh, I yes. love it. Yeah. I live for it. Yeah. You have two at such fun Oh my ages. gosh. Hard. Very hard. Right. But so fun. Mm-hmm. So fun. So actually, yeah. Even just today, I was watching my two-year-old dance to... um. What's that Queen song they love me and I was forget? Don't stop me now. No. We will rock we you. We will rock you. Um I can't I can't keep all the Queen songs straight. They're all the same. But uh, <laughs> oh. No, they're no, I feel oh. that's not true. Not they're so, so good. But um yeah, she was singing We Will Rock You yeah. in her like gibberish, oh. you know, her actual gibberish. And I looked at her and went, My ovaries are on fire right now. Like oh. you're making it so hard for me not to have another one. Yeah. Because I just love I love this season. They're little chubby legs as they run around. and Yeah, I don't know. I just love all of it. Cute little personalities. Her they're personality so is so great. But where it's did it so come great. from? I mean, it's just you. Like, wow, well, thank and you. And your husband. Compliment, compliment. Oh, and my husband. Yeah, that's right. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. No. Okay. All right. The next listener says, I had heard but didn't believe that having kids would change our relationship as husband and wife. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. So um, over the summer, we had this like extensive landscaping project going on. And I got to know one of the landscapers pretty well mm-hmm. because his son, I used to, he would work on my yard and then I would see him at Ninja like a few hours later. Yeah. And so, and he always would come to Ninja with this really beautiful woman, just this, and I, after a few weeks, you know, of being nosy, I, I saw him one day in my yard and I said, Zach, who is that beautiful woman that comes with you to Ninja every Friday? And he goes, oh, that's my baby mama. And I said, oh my gosh, she seems wonderful. What's the story? And he goes, oh, well, no, we're not married. We're not married. And I said, well, when are you going to get married? Because you know, I'm all about that. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I already did that. We're not doing that again. And I said, oh my gosh, what's this? You know me. I can't stop making no, it. I, I love steamroller. That. That's why, I, that's, I, know. That's why like, I love being around when you talk to people. It's so much fun. I'm like on the side. popcorn. Yeah. Uh-huh. I really was uh-huh. out there with my, with yes. my water bottle listening. Like, what's going on? Tell me about your life. But I was like, well, well, what do you mean? Like, what's the story? And he said, we were married and we had our son. And she put me on the back burner and it, he said, I want someone who will put me first always. Mm-hmm. And the, the wife in me and the woman in me understood, mm-hmm. but the mom in me was raging <laughs> <laughs> because I said to him, well, she sounds like a really great mom. And he said, oh, she's a fantastic mom. Fantastic. And I walked away from that going, that is proof that it's inevitable that when you become a parent, mm-hmm. you kind of that that is a season where your kids come first. And other I know that people will disagree, and sometimes even I disagree. You need mm-hmm. to put your marriage first so that your family can be harmonious. Mm-hmm. But I think that I tell that story just because I think it's proof that it does happen. Yeah. You also should just be grateful that she is that type of woman. 
Right. Because, you know, I don't know. How, how don't, what would you say to that? I don't know. You know what this all reminds me of? What? It reminds me of Harry Potter with Voldemort, how he like rips his soul what? into pieces oh. for the horcruxes. I, <laughs> I was like, Voldemort, where are you getting this? Like, it's just so yeah. painful. You kind of have yes. to choose like. You're right. Between each of these. I mean, that maybe it's not Rolls. the best analogy. Did, it but, is a good analogy. But you, you really do have to choose and it's uh-huh. painful. Like, oh, yes. I really want to give to my marriage and I really want to yes. give everything I have to all of my kids. And yes. I really want to give some or keep some of that to myself. Totally. Too, right. Totally. And give to all the, all the things. Totally. And it's just, it's hard and everyone yeah. has to have grace in that situation. But I don't yeah. think it's as easy like for your landscaping guy to recognize that. Oh, that, for like, sure. Everyone just needs a little grace to figure those things out. It's hard. For sure. It's so hard to find yeah. that balance. Well, and to find those roles. Mm. I mean, you and I were just with someone this week who told us a really great quote from Michelle Obama ah. that, um, you know, she's been married to Barack for 30 years mm-hmm. and 10, help me get this right, 10 of those 30 were miserable. The mo- yeah, most miserable years of her the life. most miserable Something years like of her yeah. life. And they were the 10 years that they were raising their two girls. Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, she said not 10 years of her life, the hardest Hard. 10 years of her marriage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that if you can just put your head down as a couple and raise your kids, the season's going to be over before you know it and you can get back to focusing on each other. Mm. Do I think you should put each other on the back know. burner? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. You have no, to be I so don't. careful with that. I think you need to find a way to balance, but I also think that it requires a lot of grace mm-hmm. and that you just need to be okay knowing that like, you are going to change, you are going to evolve, you are going to feel like you're on the back burner sometimes, mm. but your kids need you. Like They're little. They can't teach right. themselves these life lessons. There has to be balance. So Put them, put them up front as much as you can, yeah, and then take time for yourselves when you need it. Are you saying it's time and season? It's a time and season, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, let's talk about another time and season. Okay, entering the teenage years and the roller coaster of emotions. Oh my goodness! That's what another listener says okay. about expectations versus okay. realities. Those sweet teenagers. Well, and another listener, she just said here, someone else. Uh, she said. I believe that things would get easier as the kids got older. So same vein, worded differently. Mm-hmm. Okay, so neither you nor I have teenagers yet, mm-hmm. but I do wonder if we'll still worry about kind of the same things hmm. as we do now okay. when they're older. Like, am I doing right by them? Am I messing them up? Hmm. Uh, are they surrounded by kids who will bring out the best in them? Hmm. Will they kill themselves when they aren't paying attention? Like, I feel like all those questions are things I worry about now, but as they become teenagers, those will still be very valid questions. Sure. Sure. Let me, let me put your worries at ease. Oh, yes. Mine and the listeners. Here we go. We're in for a treat. Bigger kids, bigger problems. Oh my (laughs) God. That was the worst. I'm joking. That's not going to come for you, but that is, that actually is what I've heard. Is I've it? heard this from so many people because you know my neighborhood is like all empty nesters. Right, right, right. So when they see us, and I'm always like, you know, sweating profusely, chasing my kid who's like got a weapon in his hand. They're always like, oh, just enjoy it, Amanda. Bigger kids, bigger problems. Mm. And it has come to my attention that that actually is true. No, false. I, I know, disagree. I know, I know. You know I disagree with but, you on this. But I think, okay, here's, here's an actual tidbit of wisdom. Okay. Actually, not wisdom, just insight. I think that even though they're bigger problems, there are bigger rewards. Mm. 
Because I talked to my hmm. one of my really good friends. She has two kids, one in college, one who just got accepted to college. Yeah. And I remember saying to her once, don't you just miss little kids? Don't you miss the giggle of little kids? And don't you miss this? And she said, yeah, but I also love the season that we're in mm-hmm. because we have really deep conversations about really big things. Mm-hmm. And we have to struggle really, really hard to help them get good on their ACTs. And then we get rewarded by them getting into Dartmouth. Like mm-hmm. the the struggle is really intense, but the reward is so much bigger. Mm. And she said that that has been the most rewarding season of her life as a parent, which yeah. was really inspiring to me. That is. I have another parent friend. I think I've told you about this, where mm. she has five boys. Okay. And they're all, they're like, they're teenagers, preteens. I think the youngest is... Uh, I don't know, similar age to our first graders, probably six or seven. And I will never forget her saying one day that everyone always says, oh, it just gets harder as they get as they get older. Hmm. She's like, that's a lie. Oh, that she actually has had so much fun and that it has been easier in so many ways. Sure. And not everything. I mean, life is never going to be easy ever. Sure. But she said, she's like, don't listen to the other parents when they say, oh, it just gets harder. She's like, actually, I have found that my life is so enjoyable. Parenting Mm. is so enjoyable. I love this phase of parenting. Yeah. And I think I'm going to fall in that boat. I love that. I love as my kids get older, yeah, the conversations. And like you said, yeah. just the the maybe bigger problems, but there is just this bigger reward, bigger payday yeah. with them as they get right? older. And I love that. Yeah, I, love I do Bring too. on the teenagers. Remind me I said You're that gonna, in a few no, years. No, you are going to be a great <laughs> teenage mom. You really, really are. Well, and you, we just got to give teenagers grace because remember, I mean, here's another word of comfort. Are you ready? <laughs> Hormones. <laughs> <laughs> they are like... They're like all over the place. Right. Like it's not a roller coaster of emotions. It's a roller coaster of hormones. Right. I mean, they're basically they're they're like living the movie inside out mm. every hour of the day. Like mm-hmm. they're just all over the place. They can't yeah. keep their uh, hello. I'm in my 30s. I can't keep my hormones in check. So like, how could they? They're 15. <laughs> give them a break. So, anyways, That's nice of you. we just need to give them some grace as long as they know that their home and their mother and their father are a safe place. That's all that matters. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. What the next listener say? How I show love for my kids. What feels natural? One works for the other. Other. Let's see. Okay. Let's start that over. She says, How I show love for my kids. What feels natural? One, it works for. What am I reading here? What does it say? You read it. You read it. I can't read that. You read that. Okay. This listener says, How I show love for my kids. What feels natural? One, it works for. The other, I have to work harder. Okay. I'm with you. Oh, man. Isn't it a bit maddening that like not all kids are the same? Yeah. And you know what's also maddening is that this does not come naturally for me. Showing affection. You know that. You know that. It is very hard for me Mm -hmm. to show affection Mm. generally Mm -hmm. to everyone. Like seriously, it's very hard for me, um, and it's something I actually pray about often. Really, yeah. And my prayers will often just say like, "Please help me to show love to my children in like very specific ways." Yeah, like how they need it because yeah. I do think it's hard. Not all kids, kids are not the same, right? No, it's like the love languages. Yeah. Kids have like love, love languages. Uh-huh. 
too. Yes. And it's important to meet them where they're at, right? Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. So anyways, I'm with you right there, listener. I don't know what I'm doing. doing I get more awkward hugs than anything else for right now. Not to your kids, though. <laughs> do you hug your... I don't know that yeah, I... Yeah, I do, but it, but like, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Now that I think about it, in the morning, they almost always come and give me a hug in the morning. Aw, see? So, but usually it's like a... I give them like a an elbow smush because they'll put their head right in my armpit and I usually have like a spatula in my hand. So I'll just like shove down my elbows and give them a, you know, armpit squeeze. Uh And that's the type of affection I show. But that's beautiful affection. It's beautiful. Your family has the perfect kind of affection that your kids probably need. I'll make a reel out of it. The armpit squeeze has become a new trend, a new TikTok trend. (laughs) See how many heads you can get in your armpits. (laughs) Oh, lucky kids. Lucky, lucky kids. All right. This next one says, on weekend mornings, I believe that my kids would get into bed with me and we would all snuggle. To this listener, I say that is not reality. That is an expectation and that's it. That that's awful. false. <laughs> do you do your kids get into bed with you in the morning? Almost never. Mm, how do you avoid that? The well, the okay to wake clock. Okay. So I know what time to get out of bed before they get in it. Oh. Every now and then, usually on a weekend yep. or a day that they don't have school. Mm-hmm. If I forget to turn off the okay to wake clock, uh-huh. then they will wake. They'll the girls will come out of their room okay. when the light turns green, and they will come in and find me still in bed, mm-hmm. and they will get into bed and snuggle, and we will snuggle for all of two minutes before I say, "Okay, time to get up. Yeah, let's go." Yeah, and that is the extent of it. There's no more snuggling in our bed. Okay, so you're you just avoid it by getting out of bed first. Yes, got you, got you. So my two boys get into bed with us all the time. Do they? In the morning. In the morning. Almost always on the weekends because on the weekdays I'm out of bed before they are. But Megan, I actually hate when they do this. I hate to say it because if they got into bed with me quietly and laid still, Mm -hmm. great. I actually don't even care. No, but they don't do that. They don't. No, no, no child does. They come running in. So often I'm like, Sharks like, a robber. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where's my son? <laughs> like, and then they get into bed uh-huh. and it's feet in my back, yeah. feet on my face. Yeah. They like jump onto me. And it's like, it is the most distressing way to wake up that I often am in a bad mood for like the first three hours of the day. Mm. And so I feel like there's almost no way around because even though we have a wake clock yeah. on the weekends, we still want to sleep like literally only half hour longer than they do. Yeah. But it bugs me because as soon as I hear their feet, I'll be like, if you're going to get in my bed, you need to be quiet. <laughs> and so like the first thing out of my mouth is like not kind. Yeah. So it drives me nuts because I feel like either way, it's lose-lose for me. Right. Well, that is why I get out of bed first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I idea. know I will be a nicer person if I get up and get out and yeah. get moving on my own terms. Yeah, sure. Instead of kind of being forced into sure. an exit strategy from yeah. the bed or the bedroom. Yeah. So yeah, I, it's got to be on my own terms or else like I'm not going to be nice. I like that. Well, and here's the other element of it that I don't care for. Mm-hmm. If I get out of bed before my kids get to it, mm-hmm. I can make my bed in like half a second. All I do is just pull the covers up, right? right? Like I'm a very like organized sleeper, as you can imagine. But when my boys get into bed, mm-hmm. where are the sheets? Where are they? They've disappeared. They are gone. <laughs> and so it takes me twice as long to make the bed right. and it's very annoying. Yeah. So here's another question for you. What mm. size bed do you have? King, which is so, not the same size that you have. So why why don't what? you let your kids get into bed with you? Because you've got plenty of room. We've already addressed this because I don't want them okay, to. Okay, uh, okay. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, okay. 
somehow we ended up with all of our kids in our bed. Oh, interesting. Just in the morning. And I, it might have been like a Christmas Eve thing or no, oh. it couldn't have been. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But it was some magical morning. Where okay. All the kids ended up in our bed. And my husband and I did look at each other and we're like, this is really fun. Aww, this is cute. That's sweet. I don't want to do it again anytime soon. Yeah, but okay. It was really cute. It was a very sweet moment. So we will let them. But okay. yeah, we do have a king size bed. Yes, they can okay. all fit in it relatively fine. Okay. That doesn't mean they should. Just No, I'm with you. You can doesn't mean you should. No, I'm with you. Good life lesson. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Yeah, that's uh, why that's I think I never want a bigger bed. So we sleep in a twin and I never you want do. <gasps> You do not. <laughs> Stop. Me, my husband literally just like, yeah. <laughs> you're like pencil sleepers. You're always the little spoon. <laughs> Can you imagine how disgusting that would be? <laughs> we sleep in a queen. He's always the little <laughs> spoon. <laughs> he would love it, frankly. He'd love it. Uh. Dreams come true in a twin bed. <laughs> Okay, that sounds fun for you. A little you. tangent. That does sound like a riot, frankly. Oh my gosh. I never want a bigger bed. I don't, we don't even need one because we're very like, we don't move in the night. Yeah. Um. I never want a bigger bed until my boys come into bed. And then I always say to my husband, if we had a bigger bed, then like they wouldn't actually touch us. Right. But we don't need a bigger bed. So well, I don't know. You know why? I've told you why we have a king size bed. No. Because my husband wakes up at oh dark 30 every oh. morning. And I think if we had a smaller bed, I would very much feel it. Okay. But because it's a king size, I I have no idea when he's getting in and out of bed. Got you. Ideally. In a perfect world. Okay. I have no idea. Okay. So that's also a mattress issue, but we'll talk about that off the yeah, air because yeah. we don't want to worry. We don't want to. <laughs> we're not sales people. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to worry. <laughs> Please don't be concerned about her mattress issue. It's fine. <laughs> she just sleep out a piece of cardboard. <laughs> this has really got away from us. It's too late at night. We gotta oh, no. end it. We gotta all end right, it. All right, all right. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. so what have we learned? Nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, besides our mattress sizes. <laughs> Oh, all the planning and preparing <sighs> and organizing in the world cannot prepare us, parents, for the beautiful mess that is parenting, smaller, sassier, smarter versions of ourselves. Uh, so I guess we just have to accept it. Parenting is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. Uh, full of the unexpected, but it is so, so rewarding and so worth it. Yeah, totally. I did enjoy that most of the submissions were similar, you know, food-related, vacation-related, behavior-related. Very much so. So just take comfort knowing that everyone's in the same boat. You don't need to stress too much about it. Stress enough just to produce good humans. Don't stress more than that. Don't label your kids. We don't eat that. Other than that. Whatever your expectations are, get rid of them. Let's. <laughs> we helped you make some new ones, and we'll just find humor in this time and season. Make some new expectations. Yes. Your new expectation is have no expectations. That's exactly right. Wise words from Megan Buell. We're going to, well. Megan B. Buell. <laughs> is that correct? No. Oh. Megan Z. Buell, excuse me. Nope. We'll find it one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Okay, it is time to put the baby to bed. Please take a minute to rate, review, comment, leave us some feedback or love. We will take whatever you have for us uh, because we love you and appreciate you. And we actually really love your reviews. They are really great. Thank you, you guys. It's just so kind. Yep. Keep them coming. Yep. All right. Be a friend to everyone. Bye. Bye.